a targeted COVID-19 rapid test program in schools and licensed child care settings. And according to the Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Karen Moore, it will support access to voluntary rapid asymptomatic screening for unvaccinated children and students. So, okay, great. Let's look deeper into this, because it's always good to look deeper into things like this. Joining us right now is someone who we are really lucky to have in London, Ontario. Dr. Prachi Srivastava is an associate professor at Western University specializing in education, global development. She's a member of the World Bank Expert Advisory Council on Citizen Engagement. And Dr. Srivastava, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. How are you? Well, thank you for having me. Let's kind of look at your initial reaction to hearing that we're going to have voluntary, so that that must be a key word in here, rapid asymptomatic screening for unvaccinated children and students in targeted school areas or targeted areas of a city. What do you make of this? Uh, Firstly, uh, I'm trying to temper my excitement because actually I'm, I, on the one hand, I'm, I'm actually quite pleased that we're moving in this direction. On the other hand, I'm a little bit concerned that it's still not as widespread as it could be within our system. And also the, the amount of uh, confusion there has been, amount of time it has taken. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we're heading up to Thanksgiving now, right? So schools have been open, some schools have been open since August in, in Ontario, um, and these tests and this technology was, was available um, earlier on. So one would have wanted to see an integrated plan for, um, you know, at least this one key measure of testing um, earlier and more expansive. Uh, but hopefully we're moving in the right direction. Um, I've been looking a little bit um, to our neighboring province of Quebec. Um, and, uh, you know, they've just announced uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that um, all schools within the province are going to have uh, these rapid tests available to them. Um, and they had started a pilot program earlier in Montreal and Laval earlier in the school year. Um, and it seems to be a, a right move in terms of, uh, of looking at the numbers of, uh, you know, potentially asymptomatic cases in our, in our schools. Obviously, we're trying to keep schools safe, but Dr. Srivastava, you just used the word confusing, that there is a lot of confusion. It doesn't seem to matter what it is. There's a lot of confusion surrounding it. When we're talking about targeted rapid testing program, voluntary, you know, for students and children who are unvaccinated, how many doors does that open to this being incredibly difficult to manage that's a very good question um and again you know i want to preface everything by saying that i'm not a a medical or health expert i'm not a public health expert so i'm looking at it from a planning perspective and a planning perspective for recovery um for education because that's what what i do and when i look at that i look at systems level right i look to see what are the kinds of programs that we can implement at the level of the system that would help us to reduce some of the inequity, some of the confusion, some of the complexity of 
managing and running schools as a system. So when you're in, when you're looking at it from that perspective, any program that you want to institute, especially if it is an urgent emergency recovery program, has should really follow a twin track approach. And what do I mean by that? That is uh, coming out of the emergency education literature and specifically around pandemic. What you want to see is a broadly covered program that covers, you know, with the least barriers, as many of the schools in the system as you can. And then secondly, target specific schools and specific communities that have more inequities. But you have to start with principles that are well-defined, that are clear and easy to understand and clear and easy to follow. I think the problem with, the, with, with what we're seeing right now, why there is so much confusion, not just about the testing program, but generally in terms of schools uh, since March of 2020, to be very honest, is because we haven't seen a very structured, detailed plan of action from the government outlining all of the key points for recovery, be that public health mechanisms, be that education recovery, be that curricular reform. We just haven't seen that. So a lot of this plays out in the media at press conferences. Um, Some of it, you know, we can see in terms of recommendations that are made by the independent uh, science table that we are actually lucky to have in Ontario because not all provinces have an independent advisory group, but we do have that here. And some of that seems to be reactionary or, or reactive, sorry. So I... That is, I, I think, in terms of the confusion, this is where, and what that does is it leads to confusion, confusion among parents, confusion amongst, you know, school bodies, confusion also amongst principals, perhaps, who don't always have the information right away. You know, if this announcement is made today, I believe the announcement was made about eight hours ago or so, it was made mm-hmm. today, now, you know, there's a question around, okay, so that announcement was made by the medical officer, we have to understand there's the medical officer of health, and then there's Ministry of Education. These are two different ministries, or two, two different departments of government. And really what you would have liked to see, and what I've been proposing and others have been proposing, is to see really cross-sectoral collaboration that looks at a very concerted plan of action for education, which would necessarily include Ministry of Health, necessarily include Ministry of Education, but within that, a broad range of stakeholders. We haven't seen that. So now we have this announcement on testing. As you said, it's targeted, it's voluntary. Okay. What does that really mean in terms of a plan of action? Uh, Was the Ministry of Education part of that decision? I'm not entirely clear. And if it was, were school boards part of that consultation? I doubt it. And, And if they were, what kinds of information do they have? Because the school boards need to have that information so that they can then roll that out into individual schools. So there's a lot of layers of governance here, and it crosses, you know, different sectors. And when you don't have a very broadly well-laid-out plan, it almost feels like we're planning on the fly. You know, every time there's some kind of change in terms of COVID cases or, 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 a, or a different variant, or there's public pressure, and I'm actually really grateful for public pressure, I think... Everything we've seen in education, I would say from probably from April of this year, April of 2021 onwards, no matter, even if that progress is small, I, I think that really has a lot to do with citizen engagement. Because I can tell you that this is not, this was not the case last year when we were trying to get 
this program around rapid testing, this was something that um, epidemiologists and, 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 and virologists were talking about this development of this technology um, from about April of 2020. And I had already been talking to some people thinking about, is there a way to institute a pilot program or something here in, 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 in Ontario, particularly in high-risk areas like in Toronto? Um, and, you know, to try and think ahead of the curve, we didn't seem to see that happening really on the ground. So, again, it's a question of almost planning on the fly. And I think that's where we get the confusion. We're talking with Dr. Prachi Srivastava, who is an associate professor specializing in education and global development at Western University. So, Dr. Srivastava, as a final note, if we were to look at proper planning, if we had that clear plan laid out, how do you feel rapid testing, best-case scenario, could help to keep schools open and operating as everybody hopes they can? Well, you know, again, there are three levels of measures. There's societal measures, school-level mitigation measures, and then, of course, there's within the school individual-level measures for, you know, targeting particular families or students that have specific vulnerabilities. And that's only the public health side of it. The curricular measures we haven't even discussed, we haven't touched, we haven't seen a whole lot of curricular measures really being um, implemented for recovery. That's a different conversation for another time. But in terms of rapid testing, it's just one it's one tool that we can use, and it is now an available tool. Um, this is a tool that's being used in, in, in other jurisdictions in, in Canada, but also um, in different countries. I, I know, for example, the UK case um, in England and Scotland, you can walk into any pharmacy, and any commercial pharmacy, and pick up a box of rapid tests uh, for free. And you just can take them home and, and test as you wish. So I think if we have the tools and the technology available... I, I, I can't really see a particular downside. There is a discussion around, well, you know, it could be that there's an equity implication that those that have more access to services or, you know, parents that are more mobilized will mobilize. And we already saw that. Parents that were more mobilized in Ontario started setting up these rapid testing programs for their schools. And I think that's a high, that's much more inequitable than having a government program that, you know, where there's broad access to this kind of testing available. So we need to think about everything that we can do to protect schools. And it's obvious that at this point, um, the fact that elementary school kids, uh, until, you know, I mean, there, there's some positive announcements around the pediatric vaccine, but until that's really properly implemented, um, at this point, children in elementary schools are highest at risk. Um, and so we want to protect them. And, and a way of do one tool is to do the rapid test. It's not the only measure, but if it's available and if it can be made broadly available, that is one tool that we should use. Dr. Shavastava, Please continue to have the conversations you're having, and please continue the great work because, like you say, rapid tests were two words that we heard very quickly, and now we're just getting around to seeing things implemented. It doesn't sound like the system is in place to make this fly, but uh, one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. Have yourself a great afternoon, and please stay safe. Thank you very much. Happy to be back. That is Dr. Prachi Srivastava, assistant professor, associate professor at Western University, specializing in education and global development, and has had a lot of talks about how we can make things work, what plans need to be in place. But 
it gets frustrating when the government moves forward and doesn't necessarily consult and seems to make things up. And, you know, how much of this sounds like lip service? Because there are some key words in an announcement that, hey, we made this announcement. Governments are famous for this. Hey, we're going to do this. Long-term care is a great example. We're going to do this. Okay, when? We're going to do it. Have you started? We're going to do it. And that's where it stops.